Hey, Calvary Church, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Calvary app. We are continuing our Bible reading plan and great news today. We are finishing up the book of Ezekiel. Now, if you haven't been reading or listening along and you're wondering why I said, hey, great news, just so you know, the book of Ezekiel is a little bit hard to read. There's just so much that is happening as God calls judgment on Israel. So super excited to finish this up, see what God is saying, and then move on to the book of Daniel. But today we will be reading the last three chapters, so starting in Ezekiel chapter 46. So go ahead and open your Bibles, follow along, or listen as I read this and allow God to speak something over you. Here we go, Ezekiel 46. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. The gate of the inner court facing east is to be shut on the six working days, but on the Sabbath day... And on the day of the new moon, it is to be opened. The prince is to enter from the outside through the portico of the gateway and stand by the gatepost. The priests are to sacrifice his burnt offerings and his fellowship offerings. He is to bow down in worship at the threshold of the gateway and then go out. But the gate will not be shut until evening. On the Sabbaths and new moons, the people of the land are to worship in the presence of the Lord at the entrance of that gateway. The burnt offering the prince brings to the Lord on the Sabbath day is to be six male lambs and a ram, and without defect. The grain offering given with the ram is to be an ephah, and the grain offering with the lambs is to be as much as he pleases, along with a hind of olive oil for each ephah. On the day of the new moon, he is to offer a young bull, six lambs, and a ram, all without defect. He is to provide as a grain offering one ephah with the bull, one ephah with the ram, and with the lambs as much as he wants to give, along with a hind of oil for each ephah. When the prince enters, he is to go in through the portico of the gateway, and he is to come out through the same way. When the people of the land come before the Lord at the appointed festivals, whoever enters by the north gate to worship is to go out the south gate, and whoever enters by the south gate is to go out the north gate. No one is to return through the gate by which they entered, but each is to go out the opposite gate. The prince is to be among them, going in when they go in and going out when they go out. At the feasts and the appointed festivals, the grain offering is to be an ephah with a bull, an ephah with a ram, and with the lambs as much as he pleases, along with a hind of oil for each ephah. When the prince provides a freewill offering to the Lord, whether a burnt offering or a fellowship offerings, The gate facing east is to be opened for him. He shall offer his burnt offering or his fellowship offerings as he does on the Sabbath day. Then he shall go out, and after he has gone out, the gate will be shut. Every day you are to provide a year-old lamb without defect for a burnt offering to the Lord. Morning by morning you shall provide it. You are also to provide with it, morning by morning, a grain offering consisting of a sixth of an ephah with a third of a hind of oil to moisten the flour. The presenting of this grain offering to the Lord is a lasting ordinance. So the lamb and the grain offering and the oil shall be provided morning by morning for a regular burnt offering. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. If the prince makes a gift from his inheritance to one of his sons, it will also belong to his descendants. It is to be their property by inheritance. If, however, he makes a gift from his inheritance to one of his servants, the servant may keep it until the year of freedom. Then it will revert to the prince. His inheritance belongs to his sons only. It is theirs. The prince must not take any of the inheritance of the people, 
driving them off their property. He is to give his sons their inheritance out of his own property, so that not one of my people will be separated from their property. Then the man brought me through the entrance at the side of the gate to the sacred rooms facing north, which belonged to the priests, and showed me a place at the western end. He said to me, This is the place where the priests are to cook the guilt offering and the sin offering, and bake the grain offering to avoid bringing them into the outer court and consecrating the people. He then brought me to the outer court and led me around to its four corners, and I saw in each corner another court. In the four corners of the outer court were enclosed courts, forty cubits long and thirty cubits wide. Each of the courts in the four corners was the same size. Around the inside of each of the four courts was a ledge of stone, with places for fire built all around under the ledge. He said to me, These are the kitchens where those who minister at the temple are to cook the sacrifices of the people. Ezekiel chapter 47 The man brought me back to the entrance to the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer court facing east, and the water was trickling from the south side. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand. But now it was a river that I could not cross, because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. He asked me, Son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region, and goes down into the Araba, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea... The salty water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish, because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore. From En Gedi to En Eglame, there will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. But the swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit, because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. These are the boundaries of the land that you will divide among the twelve tribes of Israel as their inheritance, with two portions for Joseph. You are to divide it equally among them, because I swore with uplifted hand to give it to your ancestors. This land will become your inheritance. This is to be the boundary of the land. On the north side, it will run from the Mediterranean Sea by the Hethlon Road past Libo Hamath to Zadad, Barotha, and Sibraim which lies on the border between Damascus and Hamath, as far as Hazar Hadikan, which is on the border of Haran. 
the boundary will extend from the sea to Hazar and Nan along the northern border of Damascus with the border of Hamath to the north. This will be the northern boundary. On the east side, the boundary will run between Haran and Damascus, along the Jordan between Gilead and the land of Israel, to the Dead Sea and as far as Tamar. This will be the eastern boundary. On the south side, it will run from Tamar as far as the waters of Meribah Kadesh, then along the Wadi of Egypt to the Mediterranean Sea. This will be the southern boundary. On the west side, the Mediterranean Sea will be the boundary to a point opposite Libo Hamath. This will be the western boundary. You are to distribute this land among yourselves according to the tribes of Israel. You are to allot it as an inheritance for yourself and for the foreigners residing among you and who have children. You are to consider them as native-born Israelites. Along with you, they are to be allotted an inheritance among the tribes of Israel. In whatever tribe a foreigner resides, there you are to give them their inheritance, declares the Sovereign Lord. Ezekiel chapter 48. These are the tribes listed by name at the northern frontier. Dan will have one portion. It will follow the Hethlon road to Libo Hamath. Hazar and Nan and the northern border of Damascus next to Hamath will be part of its border from the east side to the west side. Asher will have one portion. It will border the territory of Dan from east to west. Naphtali will have one portion. It will border the territory of Asher from east to west. Manasseh will have one portion. It will border the territory of Naphtali from east to west. Ephraim will have one portion. It will border the territory of Manasseh from east to west. Reuben will have one portion. It will border the territory of Ephraim from east to west. Judah will have one portion. It will border the territory of Reuben from east to west. Bordering the territory of Judah from east to west will be the portion you are to present as a special gift. It will be 25,000 cubits wide, and its length from east to west will equal one of the tribal portions. The sanctuary will be in the center of it. The special portion you are to offer to the Lord will be 25,000 cubits long and 10,000 cubits wide. This will be the sacred portion for the priests. It will be 25,000 cubits long on the north side, 10,000 cubits wide on the west side, 10,000 cubits wide on the east side, and 25,000 cubits long on the south side. In the center of it will be the sanctuary of the Lord. This will be for the consecrated priests, the Zadokites, who were faithful in serving me and did not go astray as the Levites did when the Israelites went astray. It will be a special gift to them from the sacred portion of the land, a most holy portion bordering the territories of the Levites. Alongside the territory of the priests, the Levites will have an allotment of 25,000 cubits long and 10,000 cubits wide. Its total length will be 25,000 cubits and its width 10,000 cubits. They must not sell or exchange any of it. This is the best of the land and must not pass into other hands because it is holy to the Lord. The remaining area, 5,000 cubits wide and 25,000 cubits long, will be for the common use of the city, for houses, and for pasture land. The city will be in the center of it and will have these measurements. The north side, 4,500 cubits. The south side, 4,500 cubits. The east side, 4,500 cubits. And the west side, 4,500 cubits. The pasture land for the city will be 250 cubits on the north, 250 cubits on the south, 250 cubits on the east, and 250 cubits on the west. 
what remains of the area bordering on the sacred portion and running the length of it will be 10,000 cubits on the east side and 10,000 cubits on the west side. Its produce will supply food for the workers of the city. The workers from the city who farm it will come from all the tribes of Israel. The entire portion will be a square, 25,000 cubits on each side. As a special gift, you will set aside the sacred portion along with the property of the city. What remains on both sides of the area formed by the sacred portion and the property of the city will belong to the prince. It will extend eastward from 25,000 cubits of the sacred portion to the eastern border and westward from 25,000 cubits to the western border. Both these areas running the length of the tribal portions will belong to the prince, and the sacred portion with the temple sanctuary will be in the center of them. So the property of the Levites and the property of the city will lie in the center of the area that belongs to the prince. The area belonging to the prince will lie between the border of Judah and the border of Benjamin. As for the rest of the tribes, Benjamin will have one portion. It will extend from the east side to the west side. Simeon will have one portion. It will border the territory of Benjamin from east to west. Issachar will have one portion. It will border the territory of Simeon from east to west. Zebulun will have one portion. It will border the territory of Issachar from east to west. Gad will have one portion. It will border the territory of Zebulun from east to west. The southern boundary of Gad will run south from Tamar to the waters of Meribah Kadesh, then along the wadi of Egypt to the Mediterranean Sea. This is the land you are to allot as an inheritance to the tribes of Israel, and these will be their portions, declares the Sovereign Lord. These will be the exits of the city, beginning on the north side, which is 4,500 cubits long. The gates of the city will be named after the tribes of Israel. The three gates on the north side will be the gate of Reuben, the gate of Judah, and the gate of Levi. On the east side, which is 4,500 cubits long, will be three gates, the gate of Joseph, the gate of Benjamin, and the gate of Dan. On the south side, which measures 4,500 cubits, will be three gates, the gate of Simeon, the gate of Issachar, and the gate of Zebulun. On the west side, which is 4,500 cubits long, will be three gates, the gate of Gad, the gate of Asher, and the gate of Naphtali. The distance all around will be 18,000 cubits. And the name of the city from that time on will be, The Lord is There. And this concludes the reading of the book of Ezekiel and the reading for today, February the 15th. Now let me give you just a few quick thoughts before we end our time together. Listen to how Ezekiel ended this book. He said, The name of the city will be called, The Lord is There. Wow, that's so profound. Think of how the land was set up. There were six tribes to the north from east to west and six tribes to the south from east to west. And right in the center of it all was a spot set up for the priests in the sanctuary of the Lord. Here's what God was doing. He was reestablishing what was always supposed to be. He wanted to be the center of their lives in their towns So he divided the land he had brought them to and established himself right in the middle of it. There's no confusion where he wanted to be in respect to their lives. And here's the best part. Anyone willing to let him reign at the center was allotted land. God was establishing himself as the middle of their lives. And because of that, he was able to name the city, 
the Lord is there. So let me ask you a tough question today. Can you name your village that? Is God at the center of everything you do? Does he dwell in the middle of your interactions, your coming and your going? Is he the center of it all? For the people to fully embrace the covenant that God was making with them, he was helping them establish his rightful presence in the center of their lands. In the same way, God desires to be at the center of our lives. So have you made him Lord of all things? Does he have the center seat at your finances? Is he the center decider of what you watch? Do your relationships make room for him to dwell in the middle of them? This is what God was getting at with the Israelites, and I believe this is what he wants for us as well. So I'll leave you to think about this today. Is he really the center of all you do? If not, ask the Holy Spirit to search you and help you figure it out so that you can make him the center of all that you do. That's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless. 